brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome, listener. I'm glad you're here. Take a seat next to the fire. last decade, online dating has become increasingly mainstream. According to the website Statista, it is anticipated that 50 million Americans will use online dating services in 2022. While some succeed in finding love on dating apps, those less fortunate encounter an unrelenting nightmare. When 24-year-old Sydney Louf met her online date, Audrey, in November 2017, she thought she had met the woman of her dreams. In actuality, this encounter was really just a way of ensnaring Sydney in a trap set by a depraved man and his accomplice. This case reveals the deceit that can be lurking on the other side of the screen. With all the twists and turns, it plays out like a bizarre film. But this case also conveys a sobering truth. When it comes to online dating, no one is safe. Sydney Loof was known by all who knew her as a kind-hearted and generous person. Born on August 21, 1993, in rural Arcadia, Nebraska, she was the middle child of George and Susie Loof. Her older brother Levi and younger sister Mackenzie had a close-knit bond with her from an early age. When Sydney was in second grade, the family moved to Neely, Nebraska, a small town in Antelope County known for its outdoor recreation. The Loof children spent their childhood immersed in nature. Sydney loved fishing, hiking, and golfing. She also had a soft spot for animals of any kind. One of her favorite places to visit was Omaha's Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium. All three siblings attended Neely Oakdale Public Schools, where both their parents are still currently employed. 
Susie Loof has been an elementary special education teacher for nearly two decades, and George Loof has served as the principal of Neely Oakdale High School for over 15 years. Throughout her high school years, Sydney became increasingly involved in sports. She played basketball, volleyball, and golf while she was exploring the creative side in school plays and being a part of the school band. Sydney made friends easily and had a certain magnetism that drew people to her. In 2011, she graduated from the same high school where her father was principal. After high school, Sydney briefly attended Northeast Community College before deciding to enter the workforce. She began working at the Norfolk location of Menards, a Midwest home improvement retail chain. Two years into employment, she requested a transfer to the Menards in Lincoln. It was roughly two and a half hours from her family in Neely, but Sydney stayed in touch with them constantly. Since moving to Lincoln, she called or texted her mother three to four times a week on average. Sydney got her own apartment and enjoyed the autonomy that came with living within driving distance but not too close to her parents. While working at the Lincoln's Menard, Sydney made a lot of friends. She was loved by her co-workers, who were frequently in awe of Sydney's compassion. In early 2017, when she discovered that a younger male co-worker was living in substandard conditions, she invited him to stay at her apartment. For several weeks, Sydney schooled him on financial literacy and gave him tips on personal hygiene until he got on his feet. Tara Gehrig, one of Sydney's friends, told her she was crazy. She told the Fremont Tribune Sydney, Everybody needs help at some point in their life and I feel as if I can help him. Remarkably, this was one of three people Sydney had taken under her wing. She simply got a lot of joy from helping those less fortunate than her. At the same time, she was looking into additional employment to better herself. She didn't struggle financially, but was trying to find her own path in life. Sydney reportedly hoped to work as a vet tech and live somewhere surrounded by natural beauty like Colorado. It wasn't all smooth sailing for Sydney. Ever since high school, she struggled with depression and anxiety. It was a bumpy road trying to find the right antidepressant. More recently, Sydney felt her medication was no longer working. On the weekend of November 11th and 12th, 2017, she paid her parents a visit in Neely to discuss her latest mental health struggles. Her mom drove back with her to Lincoln on Sunday morning then took her out to eat later that day. Sydney had an appointment with her cousin, a general practitioner in Lincoln, the following day. They discussed different medication options, and within a few days, Sydney was feeling much more upbeat. Aside from getting her mental health in balance, Sydney also longed to have someone special in her life. Like so many other 20-somethings, she relied on dating apps to connect with a potential companion. On November 14th, Sydney had a first date with 24-year-old Audrey, who she met on Tinder. The woman, whose real name was Bailey Boswell, was beautiful, athletic, and outgoing. According to later testimony from Boswell, she picked Sydney up from her apartment, and they drove around Lincoln for a few hours while smoking marijuana. The next day, Boswell asked her on a second date, and Sydney happily agreed. Elated by this newfound connection, Sydney told several friends about the date, 
She described Boswell as her dream girl in texts to friends, and even sent a picture of Audrey to one Lincoln friend, Brooklyn McChrystal. The following day, on November 15th, Sydney excitedly prepared for her date. She posted a selfie to Snapchat displaying the caption, Ready for my date. According to the Antelope County News, her mother Susie took a screenshot of the image, then texted Sydney, You didn't tell me you had a date. But her daughter never responded, which didn't concern Susie at that point. She figured Sydney was preoccupied with her date, and she didn't hear from her the next day. The panic started to set in the following evening. Sydney's little sister, Mackenzie, was flooded with messages from Sydney's friends saying no one had heard from her. Concerned co-workers also messaged Mackenzie to tell her Sydney hadn't showed up for her shift at Menards that morning. Susie made several attempts to call and text her daughter, but couldn't reach her. Growing increasingly worried, Susie Loof reached out to the Lincoln Police Department to alert them of the situation. They agreed to send an officer to do a wellness check, but when they did, they found her apartment unoccupied. The next day, George and Susie Loof drove to Sydney's apartment and found her car still in the driveway. The landlord unlocked the apartment and let them in, but there was no sign of Sydney. What made them genuinely fearful was the sight of Sydney's cat, Mimsy, who was left there alone, without food or water. Their daughter loved all animals, especially her beloved cat. She would never abandon her. Sydney's loved ones ran through dozens of scenarios in their heads about what may have happened. No one could have ever guessed just how wrong her Tinder date went the night she disappeared. But like anything else, the truth always has a way of coming out. Eventually. Listener, did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled? No matter how much we put into our recycling bin? At Grove Collaborative, they believe it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free, like Grove Co.'s concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles. They're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as the leading natural brands. Switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to hand soaps and more. Grove Co. has you covered with safe formulas and refillable packaging that never compromises on performance. I personally love the wool dryer balls that are made with 100% New Zealand wool. They'll reduce drying time by 25%. Join over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash obscure today to get a free gift set worth up to $50 with your first order. Plus, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash obscura. Grove.com slash obscura. It is impossible to know how much of her true identity Bailey Boswell, a.k.a. Audrey, revealed to Sydney. There are some commonalities in their backgrounds. They both grew up in a small, midwestern town. Boswell's hometown of Leon, Iowa, had a population of around 2,000. Both women were also heavily involved in athletics. Boswell was considered a standout on the high school basketball team, landing her a partial scholarship to the now-defunct AIB School of Business in Des Moines. 
We can imagine Boswell and Sidney Loof bonded over their athleticism in small-town childhoods. Things took a dark turn during Boswell's college years. She was allegedly sexually assaulted several times by an abusive boyfriend who pushed her into escort services. This trauma was life-changing, setting her on a path of deliberate self-destruction. Eventually, she met Aubrey Trail, a career criminal who was nearly 30 years older than her. They entered into a sugar daddy relationship, which has also become more common in the area of online dating. In a standard sugar daddy and sugar baby arrangement, older men will offer gifts, lavish trips, and sometimes monthly allowances in exchange for the companionship of a younger woman. Boswell was Trail's main sugar baby. She helped recruit other women to engage in group sex and the partying lifestyle Trail favored. Trail had a rap sheet that dated back to 1999. The Iowa native had numerous theft charges, one of which resulted in a five-year prison sentence. There was another four-year prison term in Missouri for passing several bad checks to an antique dealer. Despite his criminal history, Trail continued to deal antiques throughout southeast Nebraska. He was a well-practiced scammer by the time he became involved with Boswell. They shared an apartment in Wilbur, Nebraska, located 36 miles southwest of Lincoln. Part of their arrangement was having Boswell assist in Trail's scams, involving antiques and rare coins. There were at least three other young women who had entered into arrangements with Trail. Each time, he laid out his expectations of the women, and they consented. The exception was Sidney Louvre. She was blindsided by the moment she entered Trail and Boswell's home. Boswell wasn't a single woman looking for love. She was merely bait. In the days following Sidney's disappearance, Lincoln police searched for clues of her whereabouts. Detectives worked with the state FBI to comb through her social media accounts, debit and credit statements, and cell phone records, hoping to encounter what they referred to as an electronic breadcrumb trail. Meanwhile, the case attracted media attention both domestically and abroad. The Huffington Post, People Magazine, and Good Morning America all covered what was then a missing person case. This photo posted on Snapchat Wednesday was the last time anyone heard from 24-year-old Sydney Loof. She texted me and told me about the date she had went on the night before with this gal and how great it went and she was excited to go on a date with her again. Lincoln police confirm investigators have spoken to the woman Loof was planning to meet, but no other details. Tara Gehring, a co-worker from Menards, says they let Loof's family know when she didn't show up to work Thursday. She wouldn't do this to her family. She um, respects her parents a lot, loves her parents a lot. Loof's parents, George and Susie, tell us officers checked their daughter's place in Lincoln and that her SUV is still parked in the front. Investigators say they got leads that Loof may have been in Wilbur, Nebraska since her disappearance. That's very strange to all of us. It's also very strange that her phone's off and disabled. I mean, she was always on Snapchat posting stories. Loof's friends all over Nebraska are helping spread the word via flyers and social media. I hurt for her family. Um, our whole community is really just, they've come together so well through all of this. Loved ones also sharing photos of Loof's tattoos, anything to get her home. Sydney is a beautiful, 
beautiful, young, responsible girl, and she has a lot of family that loves and cares about her, and we just need her home because we miss her. Again, if you know anything, call Lincoln Police. If she's not found by this Wednesday, loved ones hope everyone will wear green to raise awareness for missing children. Reporting live, Chin Dong, KETV, Newswatch 7. The pressure was on to figure out what had happened to Sydney and track her down if she was alive. The first big break was in a case from an undercover operation. It was completely unofficial, but the results were a game changer. Brooklyn McChrystal, the friend who had received a photo of Boswell, set up a fake Tinder profile to get her attention. McChrystal connected with Audrey, and it wasn't long before Boswell shared her contact information in the interest of setting up a first meeting. McChrystal shared Boswell's cell phone number and social media accounts with detectives. They finally had a solid lead. And while Trail and Boswell may have been identified eventually, it would have taken much longer for investigators to track them down without McChrystal's help. It was a momentary triumph that would lead to a series of startling discoveries. On November 29, 13 days after Sydney was reported missing, Lincoln police publicly deemed Trail and Boswell persons of interest. Days prior, their landlord had notified Wilbur police about the strong smell of bleach coming from the couple's apartment. Trail and Boswell subsequently posted a trio of bizarre videos to Facebook defending themselves against allegations, insisting they had no involvement in Luth's disappearance. Trail did most of the talking. He was quoted by the Daily Beast as saying, You've already crucified us in the newspapers. You've already crucified us on Facebook. You know, in America, I sure thought it was a trial first, but I guess not. They're chasing us around like dogs. I wish the family the best. I wish Sydney the best. But as far as the police department, fuck you. Antagonizing law enforcement is probably not the best course of action when you're at the center of a missing persons case. The couple had also left town right after Luf's disappearance, elevating suspicion already cast on them. While police tried to track down Trail and Boswell, a search warrant was obtained for their Wilbur apartment. Aside from the overwhelming odor of bleach, detectives also noticed how the room seemed unusually clean, like it had been meticulously scrubbed down. The search also turned up some damning evidence that hinted at what transpired before Sydney went missing. There was a dog leash despite the couple not being dog owners, zip ties, a sauna suit with the crotch cut out, a hatchet, and a book on human anatomy. Perhaps the most alarming finding was a plastic drop cloth smeared with blood. By using Boswell's cell phone pings, detectives were able to track where she and Trail were hiding out. It appeared they had plans to hike across the border to Mexico. A map of Mexico, sleeping bags, and other camping supplies were found in their car. They were arrested at a Branson, Missouri hotel on November 30th for unrelated fraud charges. They had allegedly transported stolen goods from across state lines. Once they were transported back to Nebraska, Trail and Boswell were held at the Saline County Jail. The investigation pressed on, with even more evidence pointing to foul play and the couple's direct involvement. Detectives examined surveillance footage from the Menards where Sydney worked in the days leading up to her date with Boswell. 
They were stunned to see Trail in the store on November 15th, eyeballing Sydney. They were able to determine through the video's timestamps and cell phone records that he called her right after checking out Sydney. Boswell then set up their second date. There was additional security footage from the same day pulled from a Lincoln Home Depot. It captured Bonswell and Trail shopping for tools. Based on store records, one of the items was a hacksaw. That's when investigators took a deeper dive into the locational pings from Boswell's cell phone. By retracing Boswell's movements in the hours before and after the nights of their second date, detectives were led to several gravel roads in rural Clay County. On December 4, 2017, three weeks after Sidney Loof was reported missing, investigators came across their biggest break in the case yet. In Edgar, Nebraska, roughly 90 miles southwest of Lincoln, a human arm was spotted sticking out of a plastic garbage bag, thrown into a ditch. This discovery prompted subsequent searches. In total, 13 garbage bags were found scattering on neighboring isolated roads. All of the bags were filled with human remains. It was clear the victim had been meticulously dismembered and then tossed away like trash. To detectives, this showed a blatant disregard for human life and the calculated cover-up of a crime. Identifying the victim would have been extremely difficult had it not been for Sidney's tattoos. In addition, one of the garbage bags also contained a latex glove smeared with blood. Testing revealed a positive match with Sydney's blood. An autopsy would later reveal her cause of death was most likely suffocation. Bruises seen on the human remains suggested Sydney had fought for her life. Some remains were never recovered, including Sydney's organs and, inexplicably, her left upper arm. What they had found not only brought detectives much closer to indicating Boswell and Trail, it also offered the Lou family some much-needed closure. While mourning the tragic news of her death, Sydney's loved ones conveyed just how much she was missed. Her mother, Susie, told the Lincoln Journal Star she was loved by so many more people than she could ever have imagined. While it was consolation to have answers... Sydney's loved ones knew they still had a long road ahead. Luckily, the outpouring of support continued. A candlelit vigil held at Lincoln's Sunken Gardens brought over 100 people to gather. In addition, money was raised by Sydney's Menard's co-workers, which was used by the family to purchase three memorial plaques. These plaques were affixed to benches at places Sydney loved, one at a Sydney park in Neely and the other two at Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium. It was how Sydney would want to be memorialized, by honoring who she was, not dwelling on the tragedy of her premature death. But those closest to her wouldn't be able to justify putting her to rest until her killers could be brought to justice.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.